Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And we saw this weekend one of the, I would say, two biggest movie events of this year so far. Black Panther Wakanda Forever previewed, premiered, I should say, in theaters this weekend. David and I have both seen it. We're going to give you some thoughts on it, what we thought of the film, what we, how we thought it handled the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman, and how it continues the MCU timeline. All of that and more coming up, so stick around. Mm. All right. I saw Wakanda Forever at 10 o'clock on a Thursday night, um, which was a mistake because the movie was two hours and 40 minutes long. And I had to work the next day. I was in the theater until 1.15 in the morning. Um, David just saw it yesterday. We're recording this on Sunday after the Chiefs beat the Jaguars. And the Bills just choked against the Vikings. Gotta love it. Um, So David's thoughts are a little fresher. But first of all, David, how did you feel coming out of this movie? Uh, I was like an emotional mess, I feel like. Mm. like first and foremost uh yeah but i was satisfied um i was really satisfied i really enjoyed it um and yeah you kind of like right we we all experience chadwick's passing and you kind of move on life happens stuff you know stuff continues but you kind of see this and it kind of reopened uh really just how sudden and tragic that all that was that happened with chadwick and really kind of out of nowhere it was. So yeah, it was kind of like, it like puts you in a weird like headspace of like, wow, that's actually just insane that, you know, passed away of, of cancer at, you know, 30, 32 years old, which is just not common. So uh, it, it was, I, I thought they did a good job of honoring him in that. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I had similar thoughts coming out. Um... Uh, I, I think it's fair to say I did not like the movie as much as you. I didn't hate it. Um, I, I don't want to come off that I hated it, but I didn't like it as much as you. But I think that the one, like the first thing that I thought of, like when I was just thinking about my experience was they they did about as good a job as they possibly could have done trying to handle that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. know from from what Kevin Feige has said that they pretty much rewrote parts of the script. They didn't scrap everything from the movie but they rewrote stuff which sometimes you could see the seams a little bit um the movie uh as multiple points where it just deals solely with that in, in chadwick's passing but i think his presence was felt throughout the entire film mm-hmm. um sometimes uh, in my opinion to the detriment of the film at points but i think it at all points um even though he is obviously not in this movie save for some flashback sequences um, a couple of montages. Um, you could you could feel his presence in this movie. Uh, now I should have said at the top for the first five to ten minutes we're going to try not to spoil. So we will let you know when we head into spoiler conversations. David, um, I know you came out came out of this movie enjoying it. What do you think worked really well besides what we've already talked about with how they handled the passing of Chadwick? I thought they handled Wakanda post. Uh, King T'Challa very well as far as mm-hmm. like the leadership uh, and um, kind of the next in line. I guess that's the best I can do without you know saying too much. I thought they handled mm-hmm. that well uh, and and who stepped up and uh, 
and how and how they went about that. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. There was a an, another part I really I, I honestly enjoyed was kind of the final an aspect of the final battle sequence because you know we kind of get two of them there at the mm-hmm. end, and they like kept building and they kept flashing back to the other and back to the other and kept building it and building it to the climax and then both kind of um, resolved. I thought that was cool because you're like you know, I want more of this scene and they cut to the next scene. You're like, Oh, I want more of that scene. They cut back to the next scene, you know? So I thought that built mm-hmm. well. Um, and then finally, I think it did not feel like a two hour and 41 minute movie to me. Um, and despite them having to really explain a lot, there was a lot they had to explain, um, mm-hmm. that was needed for the plot and needed for the story. Um, and right. If you're not careful, it can just become a drag of dialogue. You know, it's like, well, I'm bored, but I really didn't think that it felt, like I wasn't like, oh, you know, is this almost done? Like I was pretty involved uh, the entire movie. So mm-hmm. those are mm-hmm. those are some things for me. I, I think similar to um, what worked really well in the first Black Panther, I think those performances by the main characters specifically in in this film were strong. Mm-hmm. Um, Letitia Wright did well. I thought Angela Bassett was like, carried the movie in a lot of points. Um, in her bag, yeah. her part her part was so emotional. Um, as well, that it, it, I think she handled that with a lot of elegance and grace. Lupita Nyong'o wasn't given a lot to do in this movie, quite honestly, but she's great as always. And then what I was most impressed with, and I think the highlight of the movie for me, um, was the portrayal of Namor uh, by Tino mm. Schweta, um, newcomer to the MCU. Obviously, this is the first film appearance for Namor. Uh, and I thought that he was a really a compelling villain at times, mm-hmm. um, really good performance. Um, was a guy that uh, it was similar to me in in just the way I felt about him is the way I felt about Killmonger as well. It's like this guy's got good points. Um, mm. And this guy is giving a really emotional, raw performance. And you can you can feel that that he cares about what he's talking about. But in the end, he is wrong about the way mm-hmm. he wants to go about this. Um, he his actions are wrong, but his heart, I understand, which mm-hmm. I thought was I thought really worked well, especially because I read up after the film on some Namor stuff. And that dude is a problem in the comic mm. books. Um, one of the like first three quote unquote heroes that was created um, for Marvel, one of the earliest people, which is why fans have been clamoring for Namor to make an appearance in the movies. But a character that is so unlikable in the comics from what I've seen that I don't know how they could ever get sympathy for him, quite honestly, but they managed mm. to do that here. Um, mm. So, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, David, I know I, again, um, I know that you, and you really, really like this film, but is there anything that didn't really work for you without dipping into spoilers too much? Yeah. I'm trying to think without like giving anything up. I don't, I mean, do you have anything that you might, I just don't know how uh, without, like giving spoilers. So just on the surface, something I noticed was at points, the CGI was kind of bad to me. Um, mm-hmm. This seems to be an ongoing problem with phase four as they get, especially more into the I don't, uh, less grounded stories. I want to say that the stories that have more fantastical elements, uh, this is one of my problems with Thor love and thunder. Was it, it just didn't look good at points. And I think there are, there are points in this movie where the CG looks pretty bad. Um, I thought that 
the handling of, of some of the stuff was actually better than the first Black Panther, which also had some questionable CGI at points. But I felt like they had an ending battle problem where the CG, and it's not necessarily that what they've created is bad. It's what they created was not interesting to look at. Um, the, mm. the visual they're trying to provide is something that even though it could be done well, you could say, it's not something I want to look at. It's not something that's visually pleasing. Mm. Um, so that that was one of the qualms that I had without without dipping into spoilers. Uh, we're we're almost at 10 minutes right now. We're at eight and a half minutes. David, give me the star rating that you gave Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Currently, it's for me, it's sitting at a four and a half out of five. Wow. Naturally. Okay. I, I, you know, on rewatch, I don't know, because, you know, naturally that tends to drop tends to go half down. star, yeah. you know, so that might drop to a four star. Right now it's a four and a half out of five. Mm-hmm. What was yours? Uh, my initial rating, um, honestly, if I'm thinking about it, it was going to be a three coming out of the theater. However, I thought more about what worked in the film and I looked uh, and, and kind of just sat and processed it for a little bit. I think it was actually helpful. I didn't post my rating because I knew David was going to go see it um, and didn't want to like kind of, I don't know, cloud his judgment, I guess, with what mm. I thought of the movie. So afterwards I posted it and I think seeing, waiting and processing, I bumped it up to a three and a half. So it, it is at a three and a half out of five for me right now, which mm. I would expect it to probably stay there. Um, so that, that concludes our non-spoiler talk. Uh, I think even though I didn't love it, um, I would encourage everybody to go see this I- as soon as they can. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, it's it's a big event film, but if you had any c- sort of connection to Chadwick Boseman, the character of T'Challa, or the first Black Panther movie at all, if you enjoyed that, I would encourage you to go watch this film mm-hmm. um, soon, too, before things get spoiled for you, which this is kind of a movie where not a lot can get spoiled for you that you don't already know is going to happen. But I think it's much better to experience it without kind of having the heads up first. So, yeah. So if if you have not seen this film yet, please dip out of the podcast at this time. And everybody else, we are now entering spoiler territory. Um, Come on. First thing we have to talk about with spoilers. Let's let's just talk about how they actually um, handled the death of T'Challa in universe. Uh, so they kind of gut punch you right out of the gate, which I think they mm-hmm. had to do. They, they couldn't, there was no way the story could progress without answering this big question first. Yeah. Um, we, we are immediately introduced to uh, Shuri frantically running around the lab, working with, it looks like a giant double helix DNA model. And she's trying to figure out how, a solution. And we learn that she's trying to figure out the solution to an illness that T'Challa has, that she says wasn't disclosed in time. Um, for mm. her to solve it. And Shuri is somebody that, that is smart enough to fix any problem if you give her time. That's what mm. the MCU shot us. Yeah. Uh, and she, she's frantic, running around. I, I don't, if I remember correctly, there's no score at this point. Um, no. This, it's no. like quiet besides her, which I thought was really effective. She, she's trying to it, it, 3D print a heart-shaped herb, essentially, to, to try and heal T'Challa and then you just see Angela Bassett's character walk in. Um, and I cried. I, I cried yeah. at the beginning of this movie. I, I, oh, yeah. David, how did you feel about the opening of the film? I, I tried to prepare as much as I could emotionally, but 
it just still wasn't enough, you know, like actually mm-hmm. being in the moment. That was, yeah, a really good way to introduce. I liked how they kind of, what happened in real life, they kind of put that into the movie, right? He just didn't mm-hmm. disclose like an illness that, that he had had and stuff. And I thought that worked well. Um, yeah. And I thought that was just a really good start. And um, we'll probably get into this, but man, I, the funeral, I thought it was such a cool way of honoring him. Mm-hmm. But even one of the most powerful thing for me was the Marvel Studios credit in just complete silence. Mm-hmm. I started I started crying there too because it was just there's always like the famous Marvel Studios music, but it was just complete silent as like the Marvel Studios came up all of clips of Chadwick and stuff, and it came up with purple instead of red. And I thought that was really mm-hmm. powerful, really 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 good. And the, man, the, the theater was it was in the beginning of the movie too, and the theater was completely silent, like. Yeah, people people were locked in, you know, so yeah. Oh, man, it was good. I think I, I caught myself doing this um, at multiple points when they talked about T'Challa in the movie. And especially at the beginning, I was wondering, like. Are they crying for real? Mm. Like I couldn't yeah. help. And I don't know. We I and I haven't seen anything that indicates that they were, but especially when Letitia Wright first starts to react. And she actually, I saw an interview where she told the story about how she, she learned. Um, and it was almost the exact same as in the movie. It, it mirrored it in a lot of ways where she just didn't believe. She thought she was being pranked. Um, she said that mm-hmm. she like had, was, had people sending her emails about her condolences and she was checking them and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, there's no way this is happening. She was mm-hmm. trying to call Chadwick. She, she tried to call him multiple times. And she said that she found out because Daniel Kaluuya called her. And he apparently, he's not really outgoing. He doesn't reach out to a lot of people. He keeps to himself. And he called her. And she said, this has got to be a joke. This isn't real. And he said to her, like, she said, she's like, Chadwick's not answering. Why is he not answering? And he's, Daniel Kaluuya just said his family. And that's when she knew it was real. And she kind of mm-hmm. just broke down. And it, it feels like that's sort of a similar situation. But it's hard to not see like it's life is so much bleeding into art there in a way that hasn't really happened before in the MCU Mm -hmm. that it was very hard for me to like. And this isn't a knock on the movie, just focus on, okay, this is a movie that I'm watching right now and not try to interpret what the actors experiences were behind this. Mm. Well, honestly, I think that's what helped the performances of uh, the Queen and Shuri. Because I think, I mean, honestly, I had that thought. I'm like, like, I think they're actually like, you know, they're, they're not just acting because in the movie, someone passed away. Like their dear and close friend actually passed away. And I, honestly, I think we saw that in the movie because she had, mm-hmm. uh, obviously the queen had incredible performance, but also uh, when Shuri and M'Baku are talking and she... Um, Man, she just there's that that's a powerful scene there when she's like, you know, saying like my you know, my mom's no longer here. Her goals, her dreams, her thoughts are mm-hmm. gone with her. I've lost my entire family. Like she just starts going off. And it's like you have to wonder if they're like I, I mean, I think it really helped their performance because I think there's they still have some pain. I think that mm-hmm. obviously this takes a long time to recover from. And so I think that helped specifically those two's performance for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the, uh, what I liked in that scene that you're talking about specifically was the callback. Um, 
to the the first Black Panther, and Baku insults Shuri at the beginning of that whenever he challenges T'Challa for for the king of Wakanda in, in that ritual combat, and he says that we've watched as your technological advancements have been overseen by a child who scoffs at tradition. Um, and Shuri makes a call back to that. And Mbaku says, nobody that's gone through what you've gone through as a child any longer. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought that was a powerful line. Which was, which that. was really, really powerful. Um, I think I honestly would have liked to see the two, the two things that I would have liked to see more of were Mbaku and Lupita Nyong'o's character in this film. Uh, that that's kind of what left me wanting. I think there were people that were so much in the orbit of T'Challa and the first Black Panther that it felt like they needed to be a bigger part of this film, and they weren't. Um, and I think some of that was because they had, like you've already mentioned, so much to get through mm-hmm. uh, plot-wise. Um, David, I, I, I don't know if you felt this way, but I couldn't help but think, like, at certain points throughout the movie, like, and I don't know if this is intentional or not, but like, what would T'Challa do in this scenario? Mm-hmm. What would Chadwick do? And I kept just going back. It's like, I know I, and this is not a, this is not a man woman thing. This is not that I don't think Shuri should be Black Panther. Um, but that ending fight, like, I just think about how much better would that have been if it was T'Challa versus Namor? Mm-hmm. Um, and how much more would that have meant to us? And I thought that Shuri's arc was was pretty good in this film, but man, it's just this just sucks. And there's nothing mm-hmm. they did. I I genuinely believe they did the best that they could with what they had. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, shout out shout out to Ryan Coogler, the director, because what a uh, month and a half before they're going to start filming this, Chadwick passed away, and they had to completely, mm-hmm. you know, not start from scratch, but pretty much rework almost uh, everything yeah so that's tough and i hope it doesn't hurt the film and it it doesn't seem like it is with kind of the ratings and uh, how much money it's made i don't think it's going to hurt it but it is tough like chadwick would have been better and maybe maybe not but just in his passing we just automatically think like oh why can't chadwick be there you know so Mm -hmm. and and i think this this happens a lot where people pass and we overrate or, or not necessarily overrate, but we, we go as so far as to make sure people know how great they were. Right. You, it, mm-hmm. Nobody talks better about you than, than after you die. Mm-hmm. But we knew when Chadwick was alive, like this is one of the best actors that is working right now. And he's in an MCU movie. And he felt that the character was so important, not just for him, but for millions of people to see. Um, that he was kind of an outlet for a lot of people and a symbol to a lot of people. And he took like great pride in that. He wasn't, there's a lot of people that do superhero movies for the paycheck. I mean, let's be honest. That's, that's what you can do, right? You can sign up for a superhero movie, get your money and then go off and make a movie that you really want to make afterwards. Right. You can make that indie movie with the art director that you really want to make. Chadwick had never felt like he was doing that. He genuinely loved this character of T'Challa. He wanted to bring him to light and he wanted to be a role model for people. Um, and I think that's why this makes it so, it, it, it's just, it's so difficult. And I can't imagine what his family, you know, has to go through right now, um, seeing, seeing all this stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you, and uh, I think it's the right choice. They didn't, they didn't recast him. Um, there were some calls. There, there was some calls even from 
Chadwick's own family to recast T'Challa in the MCU and keep the character going. I'm glad they did. It, it just would. Yeah. I understand them saying the like same. he wouldn't have wanted that. He wanted them to to continue the character without him. But it and it, it wouldn't have been fair to the actor who fills his shoes, but it also just wouldn't have felt right. Yeah. You know, so and, and I, I think it would have like, gone it's gone beyond the scope of of him now, which is sounds ridiculous to say, but that character is so much bigger than him and means so much more to people than probably he may have even known. Mm-hmm. that I, I just don't think you can do that. I don't know if we will see another T'Challa in our lifetime. I, mm-hmm. I really don't. Um, and it's not, so I've heard, I've seen some people make some Heath Ledger comparisons, right? Uh, Heath Ledger has mm-hmm. an iconic comic book character in the Joker and the Joker has been recast multiple times. Um, but first, the Joker's never a hero. Um, so <laughs> there, there's that aspect. Nobody's looking up to the Joker and if they are, Please um, sure, check into a sure psychiatric facility. <laughs> yeah, and those people probably should be in prison. Um, <laughs> but that the the character is so ingrained in who Chadwick was, like as a person as well as what you see, because Chadwick like mm. felt like Black Panther off screen and the yeah. way that he acted. He was one of the few actors just on the planet that has never like never had a scandal. We never saw a Chadwick scandal. Yeah. Um, and he always seemed like kind and and courteous and caring off mm-hmm. the screen. So I, I just think it's different in that aspect. And I'm glad they didn't recast it. Yeah. Uh, we talk about the film possibly struggling. Uh, that's not been the case. I looked at IMDb and worldwide, worldwide gross. It's already made $330 million. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's in three like, and a half days. It's on pace for almost 200 million opening weekend. Um, they say it may yeah. not beat Doctor Strange is is gross, but I think word of mouth will help this movie. It's getting better reviews as mm-hmm. well. Um, I, yeah, it's not it, going to be the first Black Panther, I don't think. But I think we forget the the impact that that is the only non Spider Man solo film to make that much money. Mm. Um, and, and it, it got nominated. Oscars. It got nominated for Best Picture. Like that's that's insane for an MCU movie. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man No Way Home didn't get nominated for Best Picture, and no other MCU movie is going to get nominated this year. So mm-hmm. the, the what Black Panther did was crazy, and it may not reach that peak. But I bet it won't get nom. It, I don't think it'll get nominated for Best Picture, but I bet this one will get nominated for Oscars as well. I, don't I know could what, see though, maybe I could see produ- sound score something with costume costume design probably costume yeah. is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, that's kind of the next point. I, I thought Namor was a really cool villain. I liked, at first when I saw the wings, I was like. Yeah, those are going to look will, stupid. How will this look? He actually kind of looks sick. Like he was like, mm-hmm. he was like the, like the arrow stepping in the air. Like it looked really cool. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I hope this doesn't look dumb. But I thought it looked really cool. I thought it looked really slick and how uh, he did that. And I liked the idea there at the end of, you know, drying him up to weaken him and then trying to isolate mm-hmm. him in that way like that was cool so mm-hmm. yeah i, I, I like namor you mentioned that at the beginning and i do agree I, I thought that he was really good the actor but also just the design of him in the movie i liked mm-hmm. and they've reworked him um that is a completely new origin story from what is is in the comics and i think it was really well done it makes sense for his character motivations as well um mm-hmm. uh and i i thought that fight at the end was was really the strong strong point between him and, and Shuri 
both just yeah. fighting in anger the whole time, yeah. essentially. Um, I thought it was really well done. I, I want to ask, did we spend too much time in this movie outside of Wakanda? Um, so in the first movie, there's a trip to South Korea that is outside of Wakanda. And then off of that, we have like a little heist part. But almost everything else takes place in Wakanda. This movie jumps around a lot. We are in Wakanda. Then we are in a oil rig off of, in the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. And then we are in the U.S. And then we go back to um, what? What is the Talokan? That's the name of Namor City, which was supposed to be Atlantis, but for obvious reasons they've changed that. And then well, you, we go back to Wakanda, and then we go back to the U.S. And then we go to the Atlantic Ocean somewhere for the finale. I, that's what I kind of felt was missing, and I think that that's something I would have enjoyed. I liked the part where Namor invaded Wakanda through the water. I think that that was a cool aspect. They were saying, like, Wakanda has always been protected from outside threats. You know, it took a Thanos-level event to threaten the country of Wakanda. But the fact that Namor could just swim in and get his people in, I thought was really strong. And I think that for me personally, they should have set the last battle in Wakanda. Like, I think initially I didn't have an issue with that. Now I need to process. But because um, don't, don't you feel like, okay, we, they, like the first movie, they got to set up Wakanda. They got to set up the city and what this looks like, how they interact. But now that one, we've established Wakanda, but two, you almost feel like this movie, it's worldwide now. It's not just a Wakanda issue. Like a lot more. Mm -hmm events mm -hmm. are taking place just outside of Wakanda with vibranium and stuff like that. So I feel like, I mean, I could always use more Wakanda because it's just like a beautiful city and it looks so cool. But I also right. feel like a lot more issues were growing outside of the, the city. And as we saw, um, I don't know. See, I do think that I, was cool I, too though. The invasion, that was really cool. I, I would, ag I would agree in almost any terms, except for, I feel like this sequel was such an insular story to Wakanda and the nation itself that it take it makes sense for them to, uh, take, have most of the movie take place in Wakanda. And here's what I mean by that. So the, the first movie is almost about the exact opposite of what this movie is about in that Wakanda needs to do more for outreach, right? That that's the kind of fight. Uh, Killmonger wants to use Wakanda's resources to essentially wage war all over the planet. But mm -hmm. at the end of the movie, T'Challa concedes, or I guess actually not necessarily concedes because he agrees with Killmonger that they need to be doing more to help the outside world. Right. And that's why he opens yeah. the, the school in Oakland. Um, and that's, that's there's, they say they're going to start offering aid. This movie, we, we get the sense that post T'Challa's death, People have seen that as a weakness to be exploited, right? That mm -hmm. the, the U.S. is sending mercenary raids into Wakanda and vibranium facilities to try and take these precious metals. It seems like they're leaderless. They don't have a protector anymore. There's no Black Panther. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that forces them to, in essence, circle the wagons, which is why the Namor thing was so shocking whenever he first swims up um, and confronts Shuri and the Queen. It, that, that was so because they didn't think anybody could come across their borders. And mm -hmm. since that was what was so violating to them, I think it made sense that the final battle was them baiting him into Wakanda again, where they're strong. Because quite honestly, mm -hmm. if you think about it, the logic of the battle is they took, they, they allowed um, 
the Talicon people, do they have a name? I mean, I'm supposed to call them Atlanteans, I thought, but they're not because it's not Atlantis anymore. Uh, I think I think it's just a Talicon people, yeah. Yeah. Um, or av- they, Avatar. They allow them to choose the home turf, essentially, which I just didn't, I didn't love. But I, I just, I think Wakanda was the strongest part of this movie. Mm-hmm. All of the best parts of the movie happened in Wakanda for me. And I just wanted to see more of that. Yeah. I do see their reasoning, though, because if you, like they right there want to bait them and catch them off guard. Um, mm. And I say they succeeded in doing that just in that. I mean, just by watching, you could tell that they weren't expecting that. So now. Catching them off guard or just both expecting to battle in Wakanda. Yeah, I don't know. But I understand in the movie, their reasoning for doing that. But I guess you're saying like as a, as a, the writers of the movie, why couldn't they have said it? Back in yes, that's that that's what I'm saying. And again, that you could say that's a ticky tack point, but I I do think like all of the strong stuff that we see happens in Wakanda. The you know Shuri becoming the Black Panther, the emotional scene about Chadwick's passing, the both of the funerals, uh, the first attack on Wakanda. All of those things I think are by far the best parts of the movie, and all of them, in part, they're that strong because of where they take place. Um, so that's what I would have liked to see. But do you think? I, I mean, also, Wakanda could have been kind of pretty dismantled still at that point, though. So maybe they didn't want to. Yeah, but I there. think that I think you could have done the thing like we're feigning weakness here. I just how much more powerful is that fight with Namor if it's on a beach in Wakanda, mm. rather than mm-hmm. some random beach in the ocean? You know, that's what yeah. I'm thinking. Um, but I, I don't. Again, that's I don't know if that that's the biggest thing. Here's here's something that I did have an issue with, and something that I liked that I had an issue with. Ironheart, Riri Williams. I liked the character of Riri Williams in this film. I liked the actress portrayal of Riri Williams. I thought it was very interesting. I thought that it was too much to try to add on top of this movie. We're we're trying mm-hmm. to pitch a whole other character that will be getting her own Disney Plus show, in a movie that is already chock full of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know that she is the catalyst for the plot, but her being the catalyst for the plot felt like something they threw in to be like, here, care about Ironheart, this person who's going to matter in the future. Mm. I didn't love that. How did you feel about the inclusion of Ironheart in the story? I I liked it, but again, I left like, it, it almost felt like, well, we don't have enough time to go explain her more. So hopefully what we've used to explain her backstory and her is enough, you know, mm-hmm. like, like they use a lot of time to, to explain, you know, this underwater cave, this, this city and what's happened post Chadwick and all this stuff, which is good. But it's like that. Yeah. They didn't have enough time to like fully explain uh, mm-hmm. her character. I'm just trying to think what more, maybe it's more backstory to explain how, where she is or what do you think? I just, so what I, it makes sense to me why her and Shuri connect, right? They're two obvious mm-hmm. people that would get along. Uh, they, the they both love to tinker. They're both geniuses uh, on a yeah. on a level that we have rarely seen. I mean, the way that they talked about Ironheart, she seems Tony Stark plus. Like she is, yeah, smart. smart. Um, she builds her own essentially Iron Man suit at the beginning of the movie that we see her fly, which mm-hmm. I thought was one of the bad CGI moments. Um, and then mm-hmm. she has another suit, but uh, she just felt out of place with this, with this movie, um, that this was not the time to introduce the new character. 
And I know that some of you are probably thinking like, well, this is how actually Tatala was introduced to us. Because if you remember Black Panther's first experience, first first moments in the MCU are in Captain America Civil War. Um, mm. He's not introduced in a solo project. He, he comes in in Civil War and kind of honestly takes over that movie and becomes the most interesting character in that movie. But I felt like he had way more to do than Ironheart did. It felt like her main goal was to just be put in danger. In this film, I will say, thinking about though, she, I feel like she was pretty important to the plot, though. Like, really, the whole point of all this was like, we need to, like, Namor wanted to kill her. So, uh, you know, they couldn't find any more vibranium. And Wakanda was like, you can't, like, we, again, it's one of those points, like, you're not, you're not wrong, but we can't kill a 16 year old girl, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I thought the, so I think that the, um vibranium part what you're talking about the the crux of the, the movie essentially is that the u.s is trying to find vibranium other places it is mm -hmm. in um namor's territory essentially and they're kind of passing into namor's territory and then wakanda is being blamed for the attacks by namor's people which i think is really mm -hmm. good like misdirect um because wakanda is kind of seen as the supernatural power that should be feared Mm -hmm. Just cut. I, I just think it the movie works better and has a lot less explanation if you just cut the Riri Williams part out. I, mm -hmm. Again, I liked her character, but she felt like unnecessary. I think if you just make that focused on Ross, it connects Ross to the story better. And it's not trying to introduce us to a person that, like you said, didn't get enough origin. Make Ross the focal point of that, where they're trying to figure it out through Ross, uh, what's going on. And that they accuse, I don't know, that... The other doctor um, that is actually a famous actress that I recognize that was only in one scene, I thought she was going to mm -hmm. play a more important role and then she just died. But I think make Ross the focal point of that story rather than Riri. And you're not trying to set up another character because as, as mm -hmm. much as origins are important, we're already doing the origins of a villain and an entire group of people. Also adding another hero on top of having to talk about Chadwick's passing, what's happening to Wakanda, setting up Shuri's arc. Uh, trying to figure out what's going on with Lupita's character who was missing from Endgame and Infinity War. And, mm. and, and then also trying to figure out what's going on with Everett Ross. And on top of that, the Contessa Violet setting up the Thunderbolt stuff. It just mm -hmm. felt like it was too much for me at once. And if you're going to cut one thing, or I would cut the Contessa Violet stuff too, quite honestly, but that's a whole other argument. But mm. I think Ironheart pulls out of that. Yeah, I, I'm trying I, to think honestly, like... Go ahead. Well, I was saying, I'm just trying to think. And I think, yeah, if they like cut Ironheart's plot out, like I don't think I'd be missing anything. Right? I don't think mm. I'd be like, ah, I just feel like this movie needs something more. Like if they just never had had that part, like I, I think it'd have been fine, you know? And it just, it felt like it really elongated. I, I think it made this already long movie even longer. And mm. it felt, it didn't feel like it did. A, it, it didn't really do well for Riri. I, I think Riri probably deserved a little better of an origin than that. Because like you said, we know nothing about her other mm -hmm. than she's really smart and built a vibranium detector. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And now I'm assuming like Shuri's going to be a big part of the Disney Plus show, right? You'd have to, you'd have to think. And like beating her uh, mentor Wak and stuff like that. Wakanda's going to factor in. So I, I don't know. And I know Riri's a relatively new character, but I felt like that was that was a part of the movie that I came out of it thinking, ah, 
I'd like this movie better if that wasn't in there because it felt like it, it just it was an unnecessary additive uh, mm-hmm. to the film. Yeah, it's like it's almost like they're like, OK, we we have to introduce this character because like she's in, you know, she's coming up in a show, you know, and they're like, well, mm-hmm. let's put her in this one, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And I it felt like a cameo sort of like it's Marvel. We got to have a cameo in this movie or we got to introduce somebody new from the comics. Let's do it this way thing, mm. which I just didn't, I just didn't need what, what I am happy though. That's something I want to touch on. I like that. This wasn't, um, you know, <laughs> she Hulk in the way that there wasn't a cameo every episode from a famous person mm. or, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, I, I was kind of worried that they were going to do some winter soldier type thing. Where, you know, Bucky is so integral to Wakanda, they bring him back for this. Um, mm. Which would have maybe made sense story-wise, but then would have just complicated the whole, like, what, why, is Bucky, why is Bucky here? If Bucky's here, why isn't Sam here? If Sam's here, why isn't, you yeah. know, all the other people that cared about? Why isn't the Hulk here? Why isn't anybody else here? So I, I think it's, it's good that they were able to avoid that. How did you feel about that? And was there any camo- cameos that you were kind of expecting in this movie that didn't happen? No, I liked that. I like, you know, that really all the, they brought back like the core, you know, people from the first movie uh, and that was able to carry the plot. I liked that a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Honestly, there were two, which I don't know why I was wondering because now looking back, they were going to be in this movie. Agent Ross, I was like, I wonder if he's going to make an appearance, but that that's kind of obvious. He's pretty integral in that part, but also like I was not expecting Killmonger. I don't know. I just kind of forgot. I, I wasn't expecting yeah. him to make an appearance in that, uh, which I thought was like, a, dude, there, there about that time of the movie, I was like, okay, you know, this Namor's talking to her and explaining his point, you know, and, and she does this and she gets mad because she's talking to Killmong. Like, is she going to turn bad? Like for a second, mm-hmm. I'm like, is Shuri get like, it's almost deserving, right? Her dad's dead. Her brother's dead. Her mom was just killed. Like, she has so much anger built up. Like, I was like, is she just going to like rage and like, is she going to turn into Killmonger and rule Wakanda with an iron fist? Yeah. So honestly, there was a point there. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like what's happening here. But I'm kind of glad that that didn't happen. Um, But no, I I think Killmonger was the one I was like, Oh, I guess I wasn't even thinking that that would be, you know, an appearance. Yeah. That seemed like, uh, so there were rumors right after, well, not right after Chadwick's passing. It was a little when people were trying to figure out what was going to happen in this movie. There was a lot of like, yeah. well, they could give the mantle to they could revive Killmonger and then make him the new Black Panther and like kind of continue the story with that. I'm glad they didn't do that. I think that would have been awful, especially because mm-hmm. from what we saw from Killmonger, he's selfish right up until the very end. Yeah. Um, but I thought that that was one of the best handled scenes because when she takes the heart shaped herb and is going to the ancestral plane, I'm like. Well, she's got to see Chadwick. Like, how are they going to do this? Oh, God. Are they going to do like some, you know, CGI recreation, have Chadwick talk for a second, which would be emotional, but it, it feels way too soon to do something like that. And I, I, I was kind of uncomfortable. I was, ah, crap. What? No, please don't. And then when you see it's Killmonger, you're like, what? Why would it be Killmonger? But it makes sense. Like, yeah. she didn't take the heart-shaped herb to lead. She took it for revenge. She wanted the exact same thing Killmonger wanted at the start of Black Panther. 
She wanted to kill the people that hurt her family. She wanted revenge. She wanted to make other people feel the pain that she felt. I thought that was one of the things they handled the best in the movie. And I think, like, talking about it, I think that's why I just liked it so much. Because I thought, like, the things they did well, they did so incredibly well. That, for me, that covered a couple of the points where, like, oh, the CGI could have been better there. Or, oh, this was that. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there were four or five things done in the movie that was just done like perfect where I was like, and I right emotionally, I could be foggy in my judgment just cause it's like, Oh, they honor Chadwick so well. This is a perfect mm-hmm. movie, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like there's, they did, they did things really well. The things they did well were really good, but then the, a couple things that weren't well, maybe it was like, uh, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah. And you're saying the high highs overshadowed some of the lows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, speaking of Shuri, I, I don't even know if I need to ask how you feel about her taking the mantle. I think both of us agree it makes sense story-wise. Yeah. I think it was well handled. She was an absolute menace in that final yeah. fight. Yeah. I mean, I, I, even when they're on the, which is one of the problems I have, the weird-looking aircraft carrier thing, which is what I was kind of hinting at before, which is just, it's a thing that technically looks good CGI-wise, but visually looks like crap. Um, she was, like, absolutely wrecking people, just mm-hmm. doing some weird flippy spin stuff. She's very... She seems to be much more of a, almost a gymnastics fighting style than what we got mm-hmm. with T'Challa, who was... I mean, he he could move. He moved around a lot, but he was much more of a, I'm just going to hit you really hard. And, and it seems she, like she like wants to flip around more. She's like a Spider-Man, like Black Panther. Yeah. Like very yeah. quick and agile and like moves around. Yeah. I yeah. like the way I, uh, that they handled her combat in the movie. Mm-hmm. I also really, I was worried about the two uh, costumes for Okoye and uh, who else? I don't remember the other one's name. I don't but know I if they those even give us a name for her. I actually thought those looked pretty sick, especially Okuye's. I thought she looked really, really sick in that. And I bring that up because there's like a point, or maybe it's Ironheart, but like Shuri's like hanging off of them and like jumps off of them on the side of this boat, you know, and takes out mm-hmm. just a, a bunch of, can I call them blue people? Or they kind of, is that okay? Yeah, that, that is, so <laughs> they stay true to the comics um in design which I, I don't think you can fault them for but there is some oh my god that's the navi from avatar going on the whole <laughs> yeah. time you're watching this movie it's really unfortunate so yeah i thought um i thought that was that was really cool i thought i had another oh yeah this is the final fight scene um i just thought that was sick uh and initially i was like kill him kill him you know but after thinking about like i'm that that just shows like her heart's in the right place and like she just took the high road of like not killing him and not uh there's a quote mm-hmm. about like revenge i can't remember exactly but like not taking that road and, and killing him i thought that was cool um they they almost set up you think we're gonna see both of these people again because they're at the end he's almost like you know when the outside world attacks, they're going to need our help and we'll be there. That almost sounds like yeah. in the future we might see them like team up yeah. and at least see each other attack or something. See, so here's what I thought, um, talking about that ending there. I think that that originally 
would have been the post credit scene. Mm. The scene that, that, that we got um, where Namor is talking to, I don't remember um, her name, uh, one, one of his generals in the nah, underground I'm cave. Not sure. I don't know if they, do they even say her name? Uh, I Namora. Think they do. Oh, they call oh. her Namora. Of course they do. Yeah, that makes sense. When, when he's talking to Namora and like, why did you, you're weak, we got beat or something. And he's like, no, when the surface world attacks, Wakanda will have no allies because they don't right now. They have bad relations with the U.S. And it's the same. It's almost like um, it's almost a civil war situation. A Captain America civil war where like every country is against Wakanda right now um, in the way that every country was against Captain America's team. Uh, It's the same sort of scenario. And. uh, And he says, like, they won't have anybody to run to. They're going to get hurt and they need us. Um, and that, I think that kind of sets up Namor's character really well, because I feel like we'll see him play the anti-hero role in the future or almost the villain role mm-hmm. again in the MCU, where if there's going to be these like world ending threats that are going to threaten his people, he'll help. Mm-hmm. But if they don't threaten his people, he doesn't give a crap. You know, if the yeah. underwater world is going to be fine, he's not going to care. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I thought that that was that was a good setup. Uh, one one last thing before I kind of want to talk about the scope of of Phase Four as a whole, but before we do that, let's talk about the mid credit scene, um, where it is revealed that T'Challa has a son, um, and possibly the cutest kid that's ever been in a movie ever. Oh, for sure. That is that was insane casting. Um, but that part, like when he said when when she asks, who are you and Wakandan? And he responds, King T'Challa. Who that was good. Um, yeah, I honestly would have been OK if that was a more prominent part of the plot. I know that mm-hmm. they kind of saved that for an after credits emotional punch at the end. But I, I would have been OK if that was revealed during the movie. Yeah, well, if you remember, the queen actually, I think she, the queen was going to tell Sherry on the beach. Because mm. remember, she says, there's something I need to tell you about your brother. And then remember, Namor comes up out of the water and then interrupts him. Mm, and I good think it, point, I th- good point. I didn't think about that. I think it was going to be that he had a son. I think they were going to say that. Um, but like, act, also just thinking about it, like, that just seems like the, the person King T'Challa was like the fact that he sent him and like wanted him and Akuye like away from Wakanda and isolated, like that just seems like something that he'd want. Like that, like that just seems like a decision he would make. Like, you know, away from the distractions and the pressure and all this. Right. You know? Well, um, yeah. So we don't we don't see Nakia at all in anything after Black Panther, which is weird because she's so important to Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Nakia, um, not Akuya. Sorry. You're good. Uh, and I, I knew what you meant. And I'm wondering why. Um, I wonder if this was a decision that was made before or not. Because she's not in Infinity War or Endgame. Um, and it looks like T'Challa's around six. So I'm going to... Neither was one of them got birth? snapped. Um, yeah, was she, was she... It must have been something around that. But I, I wonder if this was planned ahead of time or this is another change that came later. Um. Mm. I don't know. Well, I do six. think 
in this movie. Yeah. So so he'd be that two. Means, that means he was born in, but he or she was pregnant, and before Infinity War started. So maybe I mean she has to be because he's gone yeah. for five yeah. years during the snap. So I wonder if that was something they had decided upon before. Um, and that's why she was absent from those movies. Because it felt a little mm. weird. I was even thinking that when I first watched Infinity War, when they go to Wakanda, I'm like, where's Nakia? Like, mm. except I forgot her name. So I was like, where's Lupita Nyong'o? Show me Lupita Nyong'o. Damn yeah. It. Where is she at? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this does, this does seem like something that a decision made before Chadwick's passing. Because they've mm-hmm. been kind of doing that of like, those two eventually replace these older superheroes. So this almost mm-hmm. seems like something they've been planning for a while, you know, to have a son of, is he going to take the mantle? I wanted to ask you this. Do you think Shuri will be permanently? Or do you think that eventually she'll like give this to his son? Like, do you think Shuri I, wants, wants Black Panther? You think she'd like, like Shuri, take over? I think for the foreseeable future, Shuri will be the Black Panther. Okay. Um, I, I think, first of all, he's really young. Um, but mm-hmm. second of all, they went through so much work to have her become kind of and assume the role of Black Panther in this movie, not just in literally putting on the suit and taking a heart-shaped herb, but in her character arc as well, um, that I see them using her as Black Panther for multiple movies to come. Um, Leticia Wright's a very good actress, although Mm -hmm. she did cause some trouble on the set of this film um, at multiple points. She's a very good actress, though, and I think that they want to kind of use her as a linchpin um, for future MCU projects. The question that I want to ask you um, is, is who's in charge at the end of this movie? I, I don't know if I just missed this and it wasn't clear to me, but I, I don't think Shuri is queen, right? She's Black Panther, but it doesn't seem like she is queen. Uh, so is, is it, it is it T'Challa? No. Is it M'Baku? I think so. Is it? Okoye, I, I think it might be Mbaku, but I, I, that felt like they kind of like brushed that aside a little bit. Because it was like a, like, I, you know, I, I want to be, I'm here to be king or whatever. And no, I didn't, no one challenged him. So I got the vibe like, okay, Mbaku's going to be king okay. of Wakanda now, which I, I don't have an That's... issue with. I, I, I've kind of liked Mbaku, you know, like he's come around. Um, so I, yeah, I got the vibe that he's going to be king now. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only, and also, I, and I, with Sh- like with Shuri's character, I don't see her wanting to be queen. That's something that I don't she, see her like wanting. Yeah. I mean, she was very resistant to take over the mantle of, of Black Panther, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, and only yeah. really did it, like we said, out of a desire to really kill Namor. Um, mm-hmm. Which, let's, let's go ahead and get this out of the way right now. I wanted her to kill him. Uh, yeah. I was angry. I mean, he taunted... Queen Ramonda and then murdered her and then taunted Shuri about it and said, you're queen now. Yeah. D- dude had it coming. That's all I'm going to say. He had yeah. it coming. Okay. But I'm okay that she didn't. I'm but okay yes. that she didn't, especially to keep Namor around, but he, it's going to take some work for me to ever root for him. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you that much, which I think is their intention. It, it's very well done. Yeah. Um, all right. So, to, to end this conversation, we got to talk about Marvel movies as a whole because you have to every time you talk about Marvel. Uh, so that is the end of Phase 4. Um, so Phase 4 and was what 
I, I don't know if you want to say Marvel's rockiest phase. Um, but I think that would be accurate in terms of fan reception. Um, overall, just just what they had to do. I think phase four was. I think it's fair to say the weakest of the phases. Um, it's just, I think that's just it. So phase four includes, in order, Black Widow, which makes no sense. <laughs> I don't understand how Black Widow's in phase four. I guess if you're saying the Elena Belova setup is phase four, sure. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, Love and Thunder, and Wakanda Forever. That's the movies. TV shows, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel. I Am Groot is technically in there, although I don't think that'll factor into the canon in any real way. And She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. And then we have Werewolf by Night and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I'm not even sure if Werewolf by Night is in the MCU. No. Um, and I, I don't, I like again... A fun thing. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, I don't think will factor in at all either. Um, so, overall, let's just do movies. I don't want to rank the TV shows. This is obviously the first phase of Marvel in which they use TV shows to kind of drive character arcs. They've never done that before. But movies, how are you? What's your phase four ranking now? So, again, we have Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Thor Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange. And the Multiverse of Madness, Spider-Man No Way Home, Eternals, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Black Widow. I think, well, the, the easy the easy one for me, I think No Way Home has to be one. No Way Home is one, one. Uh, yeah. Undisputed. I think, I just don't see, that was just too good. Uh, that was just really, really good. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, I'd put Wakanda Forever, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, just initial reaction. Of course, you know, come out of the theater, there's always like a big high of after just seeing that. Um, right, right. And then let's see. It's hard when they have all these TV shows mixed. You got to hit them all. Uh, I think. We don't don't include TV shows. Let's just do movies. It's so I hard to compare a TV show to a movie. Three and four are close for me. I think it's either Doctor Strange and or Shang-Chi. Okay. Um, and then. For me, I'd put Thor and then Black Widow. So you have Black Widow oh. last. Oh, no, no Eternals. Eternals. Eternals, Eternals last below Black I, Widow. I forgot about okay. it. I definitely just forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I Spider-Man No Way Home is one for me. Actually, I'm going to go reverse order. Let me know Spider-Man No Way Home is one. Although uh, Eternals I have at the bottom. I agree with you. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder would be next in my list. And then I would go Black Widow, um, Doctor Strange, Wakanda Forever, and then Shang-Chi would be two for me. Mm. Um, I think as we go on, people seem to forget the beginning of Phase 4 a lot and love to, to trash it as a whole. I think people are forgetting how good Shang-Chi is. I, that third act isn't... I don't love the final dragon fight thing, but regardless, that's a really, really solid character origin story movie yeah it um, is really liked Simu Liu in that film as well and then we still have No Way Home which like people have come out with their No Way Home isn't that good it's all cameos takes like shut up it was fun we all loved it in a the theater you're trying to be a contrarian yeah. like <laughs> just accept that it's a good movie 
yeah i move on so well i think there's a lot of those people now especially with marvel like they just find ways to not like it you know because it's the popular popular mm -hmm. thing and stuff like that so it's always anytime something gets really popular yeah um so i i think phase four was overall i would say the thing with phase four that i would agree with is the lows are lower than in almost any other phase of the mcu mm. I, I think across the board like you could almost count on every time an mcu movie came out it was going to be solid to really good and i think in this phase i personally couldn't count on that every time an mcu thing came out i didn't know if it was going to be good or not um mm -hmm. some things were rather disappointing but i don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be i do think they are stretching themselves a little too thin yeah yeah, I, I do too. A lot I of content. Want, and I and I want I, I think less content would be helpful in the future. And I think content that's more grounded. Which sounds ridiculous, but think about the first Iron Man movie for me. Think about the first two Captain America movies. You know, the these are stories that are they're smaller. They they contain one hero and one villain, really. And they're playing off archetypes of other movies. Um, mm. Iron Man is, as much as anything, is a war movie. It is a, it is a Afghanistan Iraq war movie, almost. Um, mm. In many ways, and in my opinion, and, it's one of the better Marvel movies. Right, and Winter Soldier, really one of the one of the better Marvel movies, is a spy thriller. Um, and I, I would like to see them do more of that because as you get more into these multiversal stories the the idea is to always go bigger but the most successful one of the most successful things that came out of phase four was werewolf by night in my opinion and that's because that was a small story that was mm. not required it, it didn't require a bunch of you know huge cameos or a lot of prior knowledge mm -hmm. it was small it was contained it used a previous format that we all liked i would like to see them do that in the future mm. david the next movie we have up on the docket is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. One, a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you to see this movie? Uh, before seeing the trailer, Saturday, it was honestly sitting like at a 5. Mainly because mm -hmm. I didn't know much about it. I hadn't taken much time, but I was just like, you know, the first two Ant-Mans were okay for me. Uh, after seeing the trailer, though, that jumped to like a seven and a half, eight for me. It really? Looked, I was just like, this looks, this looks chaotic. Like this seems like, it, like I just feel like the first two Ant Man's, like which this might just be a crazy take, but I didn't think they were very that relevant to the plot, even though it's the quantum realm, which is a pretty big, pretty big deal. But like <laughs> this, you get into like King the Conqueror, and like this is like this is actually looks pretty huge to the story. Um, yeah. So I'm actually this, kind of excited about it. This movie seems like it's going to be one of the building blocks of the next big bad we we assume kang i think we've been pretty much told kang is the big bad of the next like what two or three phases i guess um so th this movie seems to be setting that up i went the other direction um i was at like a trailer? six and i the trailer made me less excited it seems like exactly what i haven't enjoyed out of the marvel movies it looks like it's going to be like thor love and thunder Mm. Um, a lot of different destinations, a lot of weird visuals and CGI stuff, multiverse stuff thrown at you, and not a lot of entertainment. Um, mm. And I will say their costumes, they look like Spy Kids. Mm. I didn't even think about that. 
So I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I, I I will watch it. I will watch that movie. Um, but man, the the I think this is the least excited I've been for a new release in a long mm. time. Long, long time. So hopefully it What's... hopefully it sees my expectations. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So here's a list: Wakanda. So it's Ant Man, Secret Invasion, and then Guardians of the Galaxy three. So that's going to be hype. Mm. Secret uh, Invasion is a TV show, correct? I, I think, think so. It might be. Yeah, pretty sure. Secret I don't know Invasion is a TV show. On the website I'm on, it's hard to tell what's you know. Okay. TV show was not, but we have one, two, three, four, five, six, six TV shows and films coming in 2023. Oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> this is yeah. what I'm talking about. That's too much stuff. Because Blade is a movie, right? That's that's they delayed that. I don't know if that's coming out. Uh, Agatha, Agatha is a TV show. I know that. Yes. Ironheart is that a movie? Uh, Ironheart's a TV show. The Marvels. That's TV. That's a movie. Nope. Movie. Okay. Guardians is a movie. Echo. Mm-hmm. Echo is a show. Secret Invasion is a show. So, movie wise, we're only getting one, two. Three. three we're getting three movies next year which only i guess I, three, I mean, that's not actually terrible but looking at the list of phase five movies right now we have three, six. three tv shows we have six movies in there um the three you listed plus captain america new world order thunderbolts and blade i got i gotta say yeah. my most anticipated out of that bunch would be captain america new world order i'm really excited to see where they go with sam's cap mm. and yeah, also i, I think that has the propensity to be kind of what I'm looking for. The nod is like insane. Let me throw 8 billion CGI colors at you movie. Mm. Um, which I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Also, Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite. I don't love 2 as much. Uh, but this is going to be James Gunn's last MCU movie. Um, so we'll see what he's happens. Gonna make, he's going to make Guardians. it a good one. You, you'd, you'd hope. Um, he is now yeah. the... Essentially, Kevin Feige of DC Studios, which is interesting. Mm. But Peacemaker so DC- was good as frick, and so was the new the Suicide Squad movie. So will DC we'll see what happens films with that. actually start spitting out quality movies and stuff? Uh, I can tell you that I had no interest in going to see Black Adam in theaters, uh, which is not good for them. And I don't really have an interest in watching this Shazam movie in theaters either. Yeah, I saw the trailer um, for that. I was like, I don't want to watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, the first exam was even one of the in the top half of movies they put out in the last 10 years. And it wasn't great. Um, I, I don't know. Make the Batman 2. That's that, I watch that for sure. Oh, I will yeah, for, for sure, sure watch that movie. For sure. So. Right. Yeah, well, a- that, that was it. That concludes uh, our, our conversation. David, take us out. Take us away. Come on. And uh, this has been What Do You Want to Watch? Uh, episode 51, uh, kind of a emergency episode over Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. You need to watch it if you haven't seen it. You'll cry a little bit. You'll cheer a lot. You'll be angry at points, but it'll be worth it. It'll all be worth it. Uh, so we'll, we'll see y'all later. We, you've been listening to it. We've been talking about it. Bye.